How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cuts for today. No Luke. Our boy is working until it's dark out now. It's not going to be home till almost nine or some nights. Damn. Poor guy. I know. Our poor dude. News round, though. That's all we're doing. So, Tenet, did you watch the trailer? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just like how it detailed that it was time inversion and not time travel. That's what it kind of looked like in the first trailer, but I like that it clarified that because I was worried that they were going to do time traveling. Robert Pattinson said a few weeks back that it wasn't time travel and Nolan. Time manipulation or whatever it is. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious to see how they execute that. It could be bad. How do you, you know? Sometimes time travel, doing anything with time can be whack and not make a lot of sense. Or there's ways to, if you really sit there and think about it, you can punch holes in that shit. Come up with a paradox. Yeah, but I'm excited. He says he's been working on this idea for six years. They debuted the trailer on Fortnite. And there was an interview with John David Washington. He was just in Fortnite, just doing an interview. What the fuck? I know. That's what I was going to talk about, too, is... They debut it in Fortnite. This is kind of becoming a thing. Travis Scott had a massive concert in Fortnite. Star Wars did that whole Palpatine bullshit in Fortnite. That one feels like that was a bad idea (laughs) with Star Wars. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, for such a big plot point in this movie that, hey, dude, this fool's back. We're going to announce it in Fortnite. That didn't seem like the best move. Maybe because it's kids and Star Wars is for kids. I can see it, but that was one of the things that everyone in the movie is just like, what the heck? Yeah, that was questionable just because you had to go to a third party for Palpatine announcing himself being back. But I thought the Travis Scott concert was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's some cool shit. And for this one, the Epic Games guy, I don't remember his name. He said on Twitter that it was Christopher Nolan. They were kind of figuring out how are they going to do this because he wanted to hype the trailer. But what he wants to do usually is put the trailer in the movie theater but that's not an option right now. So he was trying to look for an alternative. And we know how old school Christopher Nolan is. He put the teaser for Tenet only in theaters with Hobbs and Shaw. And that's why even why I went to that movie. And they were DMCAing anyone who posted anything about it on Twitter. So yeah, and now he's switching gears and he's like, all right, let's throw something online. It's interesting. What, just to see his style shift like that because of the lack of a avenue in movie theaters yeah well he, more just he said let's try an experiment right now because there's no way to do theaters and we're gonna throw it on twitter 10 minutes after anyway but when i watched the interview i was like okay this is kind of cool i like watching john david washington he's just talking about the movie after that and in that he was saying some cool stuff he was hyping it and saying that they had to create new types of stunts for this movie with the how the manipulation and all that's going to be. And he was saying that he thinks that this movie is going to move filmmaking up now. It's going to go up a notch because what they were doing with sets, he said in every country, him and Robert Pattinson said this, for every country they filmed in, there's no green screen. And all those made, they had major set pieces in every country they went to. He said, it's insane. He's never seen anything like that. I've never even heard anything like that, really. Maybe even just for Nolan movies. Yeah, what? How the fuck did they do the time inversion stuff where the window was shattering in reverse as the bullets were sucking back into the gun? He was catching the bullets out of the window. There's probably CGI, just not green screen. It's all real locations. There has to be CGI, man. (laughs) There has to be, right? I don't know how the fuck else you do that, man. Unless you film it happening and then you rewind it somehow and edit that shit in. 
but it looks sick. And he said, this is the other thing. This is what I was trying to remember from earlier. John David Washington said that he threw some stuff in the trailer that he was happy he threw in there, but he was surprised that he threw in there, like saying that if you rewatch and dissect this trailer, you're going to pick up stuff. I watched it a couple of times. Well, I think what is going on is that these people, they die. They're in this other alternate whatever time. I don't even want to put a label on that part. But in there, they all have their own kind of abilities. And him and Robert Pattinson's character, they look like they have some sort of ability where that he can see time as it hasn't happened yet. And maybe so Robert Pattinson can do something like that too. Wait, so these people are dead? Isn't that what the first trailer was kind of hinting at? That they died and that's how they proved that they were worthy being in this program because they didn't sell their boys out? I thought they were just saying that was a test. Didn't they show the dude dying though? Remember they put that poison in his mouth and killed him? Oh yeah, they did in this new trailer. This that was in the first one. In in this one too. It was in Oh both, really? I okay, I don't remember it in the second one, but... So that's why I thought he's dead. Okay, so he says, reversing the flow of time, doesn't us being here right now mean it never happened? Paradox. What do you think <laughs> he means? Like, but, Yeah, that's paradoxical. Probably high as shit, man. Confused. <laughs> you think, you he's think probably he's just high? thinking about all the possibilities. That could be the big hint, though, that he's talking about right there. That's pretty cryptic. Yeah, that could be it. That Dude, this guy sees the future, but who knows if that's really what happens? Because if he's changing it, or does he have to let it happen? Does he have to flow with it no matter what? Is he in control of it? We don't even know. I like it because there's not a ton that we do know about this movie. We just know that there's going to be some sort of time manipulation. Robert Pattinson's about to crash a plane into some shit. But then time inverts at the same time. So if they can go back and forth on this track of time... Does that mean they're in a loop of time? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know either. Could be both somehow. They could be doing all kinds of shit, man. I like that. Hey, it's not none of it's real. That would be... I hope he doesn't do some shit like that. Like, I feel like he wouldn't, but who knows, man. Inception was close to that. Inception vibes for sure with this movie. This movie is so funny, too. He didn't give the script. Okay, so what happened with Inception? Michael Caine, years after the movie came out, he told everyone that when he was filming it, Christopher Nolan told him that any scene that he's in is a real scene. So the ending is real. That he basically revealed the whole movie. And Christopher Nolan was never going to tell anyone that. (laughs) So for this movie, he only gave Michael Caine his scenes that he films with John David Washington. He said, all I filmed was scenes with John David Washington and I was out. He didn't let me see any of the other shit because that boy gave it all away. I like it. There's a lot of stuff going on. I There was an interview too where I was reading with Robert Pattinson and it almost made me seem with him that he was kind of leading people on. It was the same interview where he said he's not working out for Batman or any shit like that. He was saying that he didn't really know if he understood the script either, but he just kind of understood it in his way and did his character the way that he understood it. But he could have been lying. He could have been. He could have just been leading shit on because he's like, I can't really spoil this stuff. But he's the one who said that there's no time travel. So he was acting like he was on a need-to-know basis? He's only allowed to say certain things, Robert Pattinson. And the first time he read it, he was locked in a room, and he was only allowed to read the script one time when Nolan showed him it. He signed on the spot. You know, reading one thing one time, you might not even... Who fucking knows what you read? You're just like, Christopher Nolan wants me in a movie? Uh, Yeah, all right, I'm in, dude. I know I'm doing this indie stuff, but that guy's top dog, man. You gotta hop on that project. All of them probably don't even know what the fuck they filmed, man. They were just there doing their scenes. None of the stunt people probably even know what's going on. They're just like, hey, we're doing these crazy-ass stunts that we've never done before. This is hype. Let's do it. Damn, so Robert Pattinson really doesn't like things outside of the indie realm, does he? He said that he's doing these movies, that he's doing, he took on Batman. Well, he loves Batman. He said that Batman, he did like as a superhero back in the day. Although he says that take that he doesn't think he's a superhero, which is, we don't need to talk about any of that. 
doesn't matter. It's your opinion, whatever. So he said he liked Batman. That's why he took it. Matt Reeves is a great creator. He wanted to work with him. He was very worried that when all that news started to leak, that he was in talks, that he wasn't going to get that role. So he really wanted Batman. This one he took, yes, because it's Christopher Nolan. But he also said that because he's been doing so many indie movies, he knows that he was kind of riding off of the fame from Twilight for the past 10 years. And he was doing that for so long, and he understands to start getting more of the movies that he wants made, he has to get his commercial viability up a little bit again and start being known for some other big-time movies. And that's a pretty good one, too. You do this big Nolan movie, next year you're going to be Batman. That's probably going to turn into a franchise, at least a couple movies. And then you can keep doing all your indie stuff. You keep doing your career. You keep trying to win these Academy Awards. He could be the next prestige actor coming up because of this. True. He's a great actor. Did you watch Good Time yet? No. (laughs) Watch Good Time. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, me and Luke. So one reason why Christopher Nolan really wants this to come out in theaters, obviously, that's he made the movie for IMAX. He made it for to be seen in theaters. But he gets a huge cut of the first weekend whatever, dude. He's one of those guys who only gets that. He basically gets a box office cut of whatever they make that weekend. And it's like 20% or some crazy shit. It might be the first day, the first night that it's in theaters, you get 20% or whatever plus his salary or whatever deal he's negotiated with. But that's millions of dollars right there, you know? And directors don't get that kind of deal. I don't even know who else gets that kind of deal. Maybe Quentin. Damn, how much is left for the theater? Because the distributing company and the production company, don't they take a cut too? Yes, they do. But he would only be getting it the first day, so it wouldn't even matter if this movie makes a billion dollars. He's trying to just get that front, and I'm sure that helps them say that I will keep working with Warner Bros. if they're hooking me up like this with great deals. 20% of Tenet's first dollar gross. So he gets money no matter what right at the beginning rather than waiting for it to turn a profit, which could be way down the line. Yeah, because how much does this movie cost to make? 200 million. It's his most expensive movie he's ever made. That's an original movie, not including Batman. And most ambitious movies ever made. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, this in Dune, man. This is a good year. Just for those two movies, and Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> just switching gears completely. Just, yeah, and a massive video game that's been 10 years in development that finally is going to come. Yeah, bro. I think of those two movies, too, are like the movies that I'm very hyped for the rest of this year. And I'm going to say Bond, too, because of the director. He's one of my favorite directors. But just because those are new, they're not new IPs, but you know what I mean? Like, they're, it's a Nolan movie, so it's an original idea. And Dune is a new franchise. It's something fresh. It's not a new franchise. It's an old franchise, but it's new. It feels they're going to make something fresh out of it and do something different with it. It hasn't been attempted in, what, 40 years? So it's yeah. pretty new. So I'm right there with you. The Nothing else makes me crazy hyped, I guess, the rest of the year. I'm really sitting here thinking about it. I can't think of anything until even next year with the Batman. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty hyped for Bond as well. That looks like it could be dope. And it's the last one. In the Daniel Craig series, he's going to go all out with his performance. Yeah, and he's a great Bond and a great actor. And I'd say Eternals too, but I haven't seen a trailer for it. Well, So we'll see. Could be sick. True. But all the concept art for Eternals is looking very cool. I If they can stick true to that concept art, that would be awesome. Yeah, if they can make it super space shit and get all the celestials and stuff in there. Yes, those guys look crazy, man. Like that picture of him looking at the earth right in front of him. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn, that is a big boy. Yeah, if they can capture that scale in the movie, that would, would be epic. Mm-hmm, Fuck, I agree. that one movie would be so good. Okay, so I'm more we talk about, I'm thinking, okay, Eternals could be sick. Does have a good cast. Do like Kit Harrington a lot. 
and Richard Madden. I know both of our boys are in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, <laughs> have you seen that picture of Kumeli? Yeah, that boy got stacked for this movie, man. He looks cut as fuck. Took some steroids, HGH. I don't know what he took, but that shit worked. That shit made me consider thinking, damn, I might have to get some of that stuff too because that, that definitely works, dude. Yeah. Some deer antler spray. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever he's using. He needs to leak what he was doing. Says he was just eating good. I'm, I believe that, but also believe you had to be doing a little bit extra shit to get that shredded in two or three months before you're filming a movie. It's a little bit on the side. From not being doing anything after that. Before that, I mean, doing nerd roles where you're not lifting your geek style characters. No way. Damn. You see, you said... Kingo could defeat Deadpool. I guess he's not that powerful. He just refuses to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty powerful, though. What if you just cut off his body into like five or six pieces and buried him across the country? I'm pretty sure that has been done in the comics before. And when they did that, all the individual pieces grew into new Deadpools. <laughs> and then they did a whole storyline off of that. <laughs> okay, so they have answered that. I like that. That's cool. That'd be pretty funny, man, to see just five Deadpool, five Ryan Reynolds characters running around. It'd be buck wild. They can't put him in the MCU, man. They need to keep him in his own universe. We don't need him in the MCU. I know. I want him to just stay dropping F-bombs. Yeah, that they there was no way they won't. How are they going to do a rated R character like that? We've already seen what it is, and that's what I want more of. I don't need him to go into the MCU and do PG-13 jokes. Let's keep him in rated R shit. That's what we got to do. If they made him PG-13, that would almost instantly kill the character for me. The only thing that I could say if, that I think might work if they're incorporating him to the MCU is you do... Well, we probably have talked about this a bunch, but he would be... In the universe, he jumps universe, but he never crosses over with any of the characters. Maybe other characters that are tied to them, but no one really in the main MCU line. He's doing his own thing, so it still feels like he's in his own universe. Maybe it's overall in the bigger MCU universe, but he wouldn't tie in at all to anything. How would they do that, though? What what would be the point of that? Just so that he could reference shit? Same style that they did with him in the X-Men movies, basically. He was in that universe, but he only... There was one cameo where they showed them all in a room for two seconds. And that was it. And they could use uh, minor Marvel characters as his supporting cast. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, dude. Squirrel Girl? Fuck. I don't even know who that is. She's the goat. She's literally the goat, dude. Squirrel Girl? What the fuck? Okay. Give me your powers right now off, off your dome. Hype her up. She has all the powers of a squirrel, but she can defeat Thanos. So she can float? She defeated Thanos? Yeah, she killed Thanos. But her only powers is she has the powers of a squirrel. Not a flying squirrel, just a regular squirrel. Dude, see, that just makes Thanos sound even weaker than Endgame made him look, man. No, it's because she's a gag character, and the whole gag behind her is she only has the powers of a squirrel. But she always goes against these ungodly powerful opponents and she always wins, but it's always off screen that she defeats them. So it's like Deadpool, but like yeah. that style character. Oh, well, no, we don't need that. No, we don't need it. <laughs> Hell no. Squirrel girl. <laughs> I already don't believe that any of those people are dead anyway. Like Robert Downey Jr. He'll be back, man. 10 years. What's what day we're in 2020. He will be back by 2026. I got it on air now. That's my bet. Fuck. Six years. Dude, you're on recording. Let's see. Because they go through all the way phase four. He has a couple. Fuck, dude. The Sherlock movie might do well. But after Sherlock, that's in 2021. If he has a couple more bombs there for a couple years, dude, I could see them bringing back, do some multiverse stuff, 
bring him back into the story. 2026 is when it's going to be announced by. Dude, come on. RDJ doesn't put out consistent bombs like that. He he does good movies besides Dr. Doolittle. He just wanted to go way out of the box for that one, I feel like. And that's why, because he wanted to do something way different. No, he needed to get that paycheck. He was doing Page, it. He doesn't need paid, bro. He did that because they were going to pay him 20-something million dollars to do that movie. That's why he did it. And probably because he's like, I'll do this, but you also got to make this. So yeah, he might do some more indie stuff, but he's such a big actor now. He ha- kind of has to be in these big time things. Unless he does little characters. He does like a Tropic Thunder where he's a supporting actor. We'll see. Yeah. Do you think RDJ is a billionaire? In real life? Yeah. Fuck, what was his earnings for the... Uh, look it up. I'm going to look up his I don't think he, there's no. I don't think there's, he's a billionaire. I bet he made like an NBA contract's worth from Marvel. LeBron money. <laughs> equivalent. Yeah, but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe a quarter billion. What? How much did he earn for the movies? Is that reported? How much did he get one of his... He did a 10-movie MCU contract with them, man. He either redid his contract after the Avengers came out because he knew that was going to skyrocket everything or after the second Iron Man movie or even the first one because I don't know which one he did it on, but he made a big-time deal, dude, where he was like, I'm the shit. I'm the face of this. I'm getting paid. I think it was the Avengers because he made $50 million for the first Avengers movie. Damn. Yeah. He made 50 million. Dude, that might be the biggest, one of the biggest paydays ever for an actor. Chris Hemsworth made 70 some million, I'm pretty sure, on in Infinity War. Okay, then that boy is definitely getting <laughs> like 100 million for those movies. I think RDJ was the most paid, and then Chris Hemsworth was the second most paid. Exactly. Dude, how is he ever going to make that kind of money in a movie? He's going to do another Marvel movie. Think about that. Imagine how much they'd have to pay him to come back. It'd be like $200 million or some crazy shit. He'd work in some deal that he gets a certain percentage of the box office and whatever movie he comes back in. Dude, he cannot leave. He'll come back. He'll do it. He would get paid, dude. He made $66 million in 2019. Okay, so he's not a billionaire. But he's going to try to get one. He's going to try to be like, I need to get that money. I'm going to get that contract. This is from Forbes. He said he earned $75 million for his role in Avengers Endgame. But okay, here's one of the problems that the MCU, I'm going to say it's unlikely, but this is what could happen. Maybe eventually there's a little bit of fatigue. All the characters that people grew up watching, they start leaving. Thor, they're about to segue him out. Black Widow's going to be gone. Iron Man's gone. Hulk isn't really, he's Professor Hulk now. It's different. Spider-Man's going to leave at some point. He's going to go into this weird Sony bullshit. So they're going to have to... Hawkeye. <laughs> Fuck Hawkeye, dude. Come on. About that. <laughs> what are we talking about? He's not Captain carrying America's the... gone. He going to put the franchise on his back? Hawkeye? No. Yo, boy. <laughs> Captain America's gone too. Exactly. See? So unless they really bring up a second wave, I guess they got Captain Marvel, but... They have Scarlet Witch too. True, but they might be setting up for her <laughs> to get pieced here soon, man. Go villain. Oh, mode. and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, that's a sick character. I cannot see Benedict Cumber Cumberbatch. Is that how you say Cumberbatch. 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 Is Botch. How do you actually say it? Is it not Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't Batch. fucking know, man. They're British. They say they pronounce <laughs> stuff differently. But I can't see him being in the MCU for a million years. No, probably not. But Chris Hemsworth says that he wants to keep making these movies because he's making money. Yeah, if Taika Waititi's like, let's keep, let's make three more Thor movies, I'm sure he's not going to leave until Taika says he's done now. 
he's seen what this character can be become. What do you think happens to your personality when you make that much fucking money that quickly? What you talking do you think about? It affects you? Do you think it affects you personally? I'd be balling out. I won't even be tripping think about it, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you think it affects your your personality and your ego and all that? That's what I'm saying. Or how do you think it affects you? Some people, for sure. Yeah. Just depends on who you are. Yeah. But I would never worry about money. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the biggest thing in the world right now is worrying about money. And yeah. Not trying to get sick. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't got to. Is that my answer good enough? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sick. It's your opinion. Case by case. That's Zach's word. Case by case. Sure. Yeah. Sure. A lot of them go through crazy drug benders, crazy spending, and then have a little uh, rehabilitation. Uh, <laughs> not maybe not rehab, but just like, oh fuck, I need to slow down. Epiphany. A some crazy. Epiphany? Yeah, something like that. Man, we're just talking about some bullshit on the pod right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. What else? What else? I feel like we covered Tenet pretty good there, man. That movie's got me hyped. Oh, this is the other pretty. This is a big story, man. This is this is really interesting, and there's a lot of, to talk about with this. I think is that Justice League Snyder Cut officially happening. It was starting to get reports that basically had been shut down for two years. That this wasn't going to happen. Fans didn't give up. That's pretty interesting to me. That the fans really stuck by this. It was almost even kind of a turned into a joke at one point. But then Zack Snyder jumped in. All the actors started posting it. I remember Ben Affleck even said, release the Snyder Cut, which is, it's risky to do that kind of stuff as an actor because you could be alienating yourself working with a big studio. And they all came behind it. There's new leadership behind Warner Bros. in the past year. That one guy got kicked out because he was taking pictures or sending pictures of women or trying to, he was basically giving women roles to sleep with him. So they got rid of that fool. They got a new guy running their streaming platform, HBO Max. It's a good move for HBO Max, man. You got like an interesting concept. It makes it look like, okay, you care about your fans that you're going to give them something like this. This movie could still be straight ass. We don't even know, but <laughs> it's interesting to see because now we'll know the answer. We'll know, hey, it was the director's vision. Was it better than this Josh Whedon version or is it also not good? We'll see. Yeah, so Jason Momoa hyped it up big time, right? Oh, yeah. But he's also the same person that said that Game of Thrones season eight was one of the best scripts he ever read, right? (laughs) (laughs) He said, you will not believe some of the stuff that's going to happen. It'll blow your mind. And I mean, I guess he technically wasn't wrong with that part. (laughs) But he, the way he hyped it made it sound, damn, this shit was crazy good. And there was definitely some questionable stuff in Game of Thrones season eight. (laughs) He might have saw a fake script, too. Who knows? There was all kinds of fake scripts flying around. Maybe he read something that he thought was better. Dude, <laughs> Dude the fake script was just a masterpiece. Because I remember the when... The real one was ass. When he watched the end of the season, he posted a video of himself pissed off when they killed Daenerys. So <laughs> he might have read something fake, man, that he thought was some crazy shit. But yeah, it's Jason Momoa's hyping it. But so are as everyone else. Like everyone else who's seen a lot of it says that it's so different. There was only a fourth of it that even made it in the movie. The thing is all the joking stuff, that's all going to be in it because he was trying to make it a lighter movie than uh, either of his first two ones that he made in that franchise. So you're still going to get all the flash jokes and stuff like that. And yeah, it's interesting because we might be able to see, this might help people want to go, it might help the studio say, okay, let's give Henry Cavill another Superman movie because I feel like he could be in, he could keep playing Superman 
And maybe they'll expand, they'll keep extending this universe if it turns out really well. Who knows, you know? It's not coming out for a year. They're going to throw another 20 to 30 million on the budget to get it finished. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so what is all that? Do you know what that 20 to 30 million is going to? Just special effects or? It's all film, so they have to do the special effects. They might have to do have some actors come in and record. I'm not like the main actors from what it sounded like. It just sounded like they might have to bring in smaller stuff and maybe have to do some more audio, rework some audio. But yeah, 20, 30 million to finish the movie. And this is a crazy world that we're in now that the streaming has opened up this opportunity for stuff like this where we're like, all right, well, we need content. Let's throw another 20, 30 million at this and let's get this done. Pretty sick. That's a pretty big appeal for their platform. You're right. Yeah, I agree. And we've been talking about how they haven't had really anything that everyone's like, wow, I need to get HBO Max for this. If they had Game of Thrones, that would be it. But they don't have that right now. And they got a lot of movies, though. They're getting all of Warner Bros. Slate. I was looking at some of the lists of stuff that they're getting on there, and they're getting a lot of movies, though. So it's going to be worth the money. And you're getting HBO. It's like you're paying the same price for HBO, but you get all this extra shit. Cartoon Network, Dolt Swim, you're getting... Crunchy Rule. And original stuff. They got... Jordan Peele's got a show coming. That, dude, they're doing good with this idea. I'm actually excited for HBO Max. It comes out on the 27th. It comes out in five days. Five days? Holy shit. By the time this pod gets up, it might be already out. Damn. Yeah. Yo, so is is Justice League going to be on it day one? No, 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 no. It's not coming out till next year. 2021. Yeah, because they have to finish the movie now. The deal just got closed a couple weeks ago. Well, good for Zack Snyder. Yeah, I like it. It's great. Dark Side's going to be in it. He is. He's probably going to be. They're going to kill that Steppenwolf fucking fool <laughs> character <Yeah. laughs> pretty early on and leave it for the real baddie eventually in that movie. So that'll be interesting. And you should explain it actually for the listeners who don't actually know that it is. I have no idea who fucking Steppenwolf is either, dude. Not Steppenwolf. <laughs> Fuck that, that fool. Oh, yeah. oh, so Dark Side, he comes from the Omega. He uses these Omega Beams, which it's from the Omega Realm, right? Or like Omega Universe. He's God tier, essentially, yeah. He's like Thanos. He's basically Thanos. He uses these boom tubes. They're like wormholes. And they're a way for him to come into just wherever he wants. He can just appear there with these boom tubes. And in in his own realm universe, he has all of his minions and shit. And his whole purpose is just to dominate and take everyone back as slaves and, and turn them into his minions. But in his eyes, he thinks that he's liberating them. And his powers are insane. He basically can't die. He's insanely durable, insanely strong, insanely smart. And he also has these things called Omega Beams, which picture Superman's laser beams, but they can turn perfectly at 90 degrees angles, and he can direct them. And so they can just go exactly wherever he wants them to go. They're like heat seeking missiles, but in the form of laser beams, and you can just track them onto his target. And also, another thing about these Omega beams, Zach, is he has two of them, right? Because he has two eyes and they come out of both his eyes. He can independently control them, they can split up into separate directions and he can use them in tandem, but separately. Damn, that's Buck Wild. Yeah, <laughs> he's OP. We should clarify too that Thanos, Marvel copied. DC actually in this situation. He sounds like a Thanos style character, but it was the other way around where they said, hey, dude, they got this character. We need someone like this. And so that's how that went down. Yeah, fucking Marvel. 
Well, I guess DC's copied off Marvel too. Oh yeah, they both be snagging characters from each other. They sell one concept to them and they didn't want it. And then eventually they want it so that they make their own. Yeah. Just about whatever is selling issues. Mm -hmm. Do you think with fans being able to influence studios like this now, we've seen that with this now, this came and there was definitely a lot of very negative Justice League fans towards this too. Toxic is what I'm saying. Toxic fans. There's a lot of people that were probably good fans and doing the movement, but there was both sides on that. And you look back at the Sonic thing with what happened with that. They basically bullied the studio into changing Sonic's design and it turned into a huge success. Do you see that this is going forward? Does it could be a problem that these fans are going to do these crazy campaigns forever? We might start seeing people go crazy and trying to do all this stuff to get HBO to do the Game of Thrones ending again. Really annoying stuff that is not going to happen. Or do you see it as a good thing? That now, hey, it means... I see it as a good thing that studios are listening, but it's also, damn, this could get really annoying in certain situations. Well, it is... Yeah, it is kind of a slippery slope situation. It's a good way to put it. If the studios are willing to listen, I think all the fans should have a voice and they should be heard. But it's all about whether the studio is willing to to listen or to not. If the studio is going to listen to their feedback and take it in, in a constructive way and say, hey, yeah, this thing could actually be a lot better, like Sonic's design, then that's a good thing if they're taking it constructively. They don't have to listen. They have every right to just make the movie the way they want to. I think it's good that fans have a voice to be heard, but because at the end of the day, the studio can do whatever they want. The Sonic thing is still crazy to me that they let that design fly. They had to have test audiences that said, hey, this is trash. This needs to get changed before all that backlash happens. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see going forward what kind of movements pop up. I guess they didn't test the Sonic design with Twitter folk. Yeah, dude, Twitter. (laughs) It It was Twitter. It was... YouTube, that trailer was one of the most downvoted videos of all time or of at least 2019 for sure. Yeah, dude, Twitter and YouTube are ruthless. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I got on that stuff. Mad Max Furiosa prequel spinoff when she's younger is going to happen. It's moving forward after George Miller does his next movie, which is with Tilda Swin and Idris Elba. So after that movie, probably next year. I mean, who even knows when any of these movies are going to start filming at this point? George Miller's getting up there. That boy is 75. So yeah, he's probably got this. And he wants to do one other Mad Max movie with Tom Hardy again after this. But I think he wants to do a prequel because there was so much behind the scenes stuff that was happening between all three of them. None of them were getting along. Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron did not get along. Tom Hardy was beefing with George Miller because he just could not understand some of the stuff that they were doing because that movie would have been crazy to film. They're driving around these crazy-ass cars. They probably look hella goofy in these cars. (laughs) And they're doing all this real set stuff. Especially in the hot-ass desert with sand blowing around all the time. You're just out in the desert. It's 120 degrees every day and you're filming. Man, I'm sure that drove all of them insane like that a little bit. But so they're going to do another one. Charlize Theron, he thinks that she's too old because he wanted to try the de-aging. But he, (laughs) this is really funny too, is he cited Irishman and said, that is the reason why we can't do CGI yet. Because he was trying to be nice about it. He was saying, as great as they tried to do with that, it just wasn't good enough for me to say, let's do that with her. But the thing is, dude, Charlize Theron's 40 years old. She's not 
Al Pacino age and Robert De Niro pushing 80, that argument almost on the same side is she still looks pretty young for her age. And it could be believable that they could pull that off, I think, a little better with her. But true, we haven't seen a lot of great de-aging happening. I was thinking of It Chapter 2, that de-aging was pretty terrifying with the, the kid <laughs> with his fucking eyes at one point. Finn Wolfhard? He was tell tall and lanky. But it just had this weird-ass face going on with his eyes and those glasses. So they, I like both sides, but also it's saying, can they find someone who's going to be able to do the role as good as her? That's probably my favorite role by her ever. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. I I love her as an actress just purely solely for that role. Yeah, so... I think she was the best part of the movie. Her backstory is so fucked up, too. She was supposed to be one of the wives, and he took advantage of her, but she was barren. She couldn't have a kid. So he turned her into a soldier in her army and she came up. She was already top dog soldier when she had both her arms, lost her arm and still was their best soldier out there. So she has a pretty interesting background. So we're going to see her just at war. It sounds like during this movie. Yes, that would be sick. One of the people they were talking about casting was Anya Taylor-Joy and I cannot see that. I cannot see it. She was in The Witch. She's going to be in New You can't see that? No, I can't see her as it. I can't see her pulling off some of those stunts with one arm. I don't know. If she does training, I bet she could. And the other was Jodie Comer. I've never seen her in anything, so I can't speak to her. But she won an Emmy this year for the show she's in, Killing Eve. She played Ray's mom, actually, for a split second in Rise of Skywalker. But I don't, I've never seen anything in her, personally. I liked Anya Taylor-Joy in The Witch, though. Yeah, she was great in The Witch. I just don't know if I've... Haven't seen her being like an action star. Haven't seen her in anything like that. She plays always like elegant. She's in Peaky Blinders, for example, and she plays like a woman in her in the 1920s, so all dressed up and like that, and not action wise. We'll see. I'm sure that he's still talking to people though. There'll be some more names that'll pop up. THR last reported her, Jody Comer, but they had heard that months ago. So who even knows where it is at this point? I don't think Maisie Williams looks close enough to. Charlize Theron? No. Uh, God bless her soul, but no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. I like Mad Max movies. Mad Max Fury Road is one of my favorite movies of all time. The way they filmed that movie is so impressive. The stunts are impressive. Everything about that movie is impressive. It just feels like an adrenaline shot the entire fucking movie, man. It doesn't ever slow down. And I, I can't really remember any movies like that. There's not many that... It's going, you know, it's nothing and slowing down, dude. We're other crazy shit's about to happen that whole time. So I'm down. Let's get more Mad Max. I agree with every single thing you just said. That, <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies of all time as well. Okay, last story. Peter Dinklage, Jace Momoa, they're starring in a vampire film called Good, Bad, and Undead. Peter Dinklage is playing Van Helsing. Jace Momoa is playing a vampire that decides he's going cold turkey. He's not eating people anymore. They gang up, and what they do is they go around town to town scamming people, saying that they're going to kill these vampires that is disturbing the area. And eventually, a big bounty gets on the head of Jason Momoa's character. That's what happens. That's what the movie's about. Interesting concept. Jason Momoa's going to Edward Cullen style. I, nah. Wait, who the fuck? Who's Edward Cullen? Oh, the, the Twilight, the Twilight. Boy? Yeah. Because he doesn't eat human. He doesn't. He's vegan. Oh, right. Okay. I've never seen those movies. Wow. You're a hater. I've seen the first one. All of them. I've okay. never seen all the movies. Isn't there like four or okay. five of them? Yeah, there's five. Jesus, Dan. That's a big franchise. 
It's a lot of movies that they dragged out there. So they did a Harry Potter and they split the last book into two movies. So Right. Yeah, that actually sounds very interesting. And after this, we'll get to compare the Van Helsing of Hugh Jackman <laughs> to Peter Dinklage's. See who's is better. Right. The writers of the movie actually responded to the Culture Crave tweet. And they said that the reason why they had to do Van Helsing is because it's original story idea. But they had to attach a name for people to really recognize, get excited about with it. Just an IP to attach it to. Was somebody complaining about it not being original or some shit? They were just, imagine coming up with an original idea for a story and you're reading this shit that this is getting made. (laughs) Bro, you didn't even read the script. What if it's a dope script? True. You got Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is a good actor, man. I mean, he's not, I assume after Game of Thrones, he's not looking at a lot of things and saying this is complete shit. Although he said that Game of Thrones season eight was great, but he could have just been like, I got to say what I got to say. I got to get that Emmy in the bag and I'll never say anything of it because that shit made my career. I don't know, but I feel like he wouldn't take a project if it wasn't something that he's like, okay, this sounds fun. I'm getting paired with Jason Momoa. He's a up and coming star at this point. And that's going to be the next movie for him after Dune. Sounds interesting. In my mind, based off of the plot points that you told me. So Van Helsing is normally a vampire hunter. If he sees that Jason Momoa can be a good vampire, like somebody who can coexist with humans, when he goes to these towns, he's going to find out, he's going to look for these other vampires and try to convert them to be like Jason Momoa. That's what it's kind of sounding like it might play out as. But I think that they're going to be low-key teamed up and they're going to go town to town and have a vampire either like kill animals or do other stuff, make it look like there's vampire activity and, or maybe he makes an appearance and then they act like they're hunting Jason Momoa every time that could be it. Or it could be like what you're saying, or it could be that they team up and they killed. I don't even know. That's my take. (laughs) Yeah. I could see it going your way too. That makes sense. Fucking scammers. But then they find out that they're all scamming. So this massive bounty gets put on their heads. So this is going to be a dark comedy. Yeah, I or think just, so. That's that's what it sounds like. The guys who made who wrote the movie are horror movie directors generally. I'm down to at least watch a trailer. <laughs> it's got me that far. Yeah. All right, fool. That's all I got today. Sick. Subscribe to our we Patreon. Patreon.com slash not another movie pod. I got some shout outs for Patreon. Let's see here. Shout out Angelo. Thanks for signing up for the Patreon. Oh, wait, no, hold on. This isn't even right. But shout out Angelo, bro. Thank you for signing up. He's been a Patreon. For six months. That's my boy. Damn. Joe B, he doesn't even need to, but he donates $10 a month. What? He just does it for no reason. My man. I know. It's a real one. He is definitely a real one. That's fucking awesome. Shout out Joe, man. Shout out Justin, man. Thank you for signing up for our Patreon. Make sure you go leave us a review too on Apple. Drop us a rating also. Tell your friends about us. (laughs) Word of mouth. That's the best way. And on our Patreon this month, we just put out episode seven of our Targaryen series. We're doing the history of the Targaryens, starting with Aegon's Conquest. We're going all the way through anything potentially that's going to be in House of the Dragon, the next Game of Thrones show. We're going through all the histories we've done. We've done Aegon, Aenys, Magor, Jaehaerys. We've done four. Oh, and we got Viserys coming up. Okay. After that, shit gets buck wild in Game of Thrones, man. Dance of the Dragons. Damn, dude, we're getting there. Yes. That's oh, going to be crazy. So sign up. Patreon.com slash not another movie pod. Shout out Julian. J5music.com. That's our producer, our editor, our boy. 
Shout out Roberto, our graphic designer. Hey, we're trending in Britain. Shout out UK. <laughs> yeah. Those are our guys. And we're trending in Hong Kong too. Salute, man. It's probably like one yeah. person. <laughs> one, per- one, <laughs> one white boy who's hung up out in Hong Kong because the coronavirus can't come home. Just binging all of our pods. Appreciate it. Leave us a review, guys. Leave us a rating on Apple. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube too. We're, I'm thinking about doing some more YouTube content. What else? Fuck. I think that's it, dude. Shout out Lucas. He'll be yeah. back on next episode. Next pod. I think this is going to go on our Patreon, though. We're going to do Uncut Gems and Good Time, both directed by the Safety Bros. Good Time stars Robert Pattinson. Uncut Gems stars Adam Sandler. Both solid movies. One and only. Y'all should watch them. They're good. All right. We out.